Hi and welcome to our podcast called the GDPR series where we discuss data protection, privacy and cybersecurity matters that ordinary people in everyday businesses face. We have a series of really interesting and lovely guests and we hope you enjoy listening along with us. Thank you so much for joining us, um, Steph, Stephanie McSherry. Your business is Kinderama. I'm going to let you do the introduction for the business because you know it best. Um, but I just want to say thank you for your time. And it's a real pleasure to chat to you as a, a real business out there dealing with um, what we consider to be a vulnerable group of people, children, and looking after children's data. So just a short discussion on that. But yeah, tell us a bit about Kinderama. Okay, so Kinderama is a program that preschools and creches can buy in or the parents can buy in. It's a multi-activity program, so we do a little bit of everything, dance, drama, sports, music, yoga, um, just for preschool age children. So they've got a little bit of everything to try. And we also run the kind of mini camps during the school holidays, kind of two or four day camps for preschoolers, getting them ready for the school environment. Okay, so... When I hear that story, what I hear is that you have a, actually quite a fast turnover of quite large amounts or groups of data subjects, children. Yes. So your records must be massive and your record management must be quite intense for you besides the, um, I suppose, the management within programs of records, the retention is, is quite an issue in terms of data protection. Yes. Um, those are the words I hear when you're talking. Other people will hear beautiful classes, you <laughs> yeah. know, fun stuff fun. that yeah. I'm kind of going like, oh, my God, how do you actually even stay on top of that? Because it's really intense and it takes up a lot of time. Yes. And that's kind of what we're focusing on with these chats with business owners is managing the data protection in a realistic way, simply. Yes. And for okay. us, when... Yeah. Um, so our turnover would be yearly. So anyone yeah. that rolls with us in a September, we would keep their records until the following September. And then everybody gets re-enrolled, even if the children yeah. do more than one year with us. And yeah. at the moment, we enroll them on a hard copy. They, they yeah. the parents fill out a piece of paper. It states their name, address, their yeah. email address, sorry, their name, their email address their telephone number and any medical issues but obviously all of that information is relating to a child so yeah. we have to be very careful so that's um well what used to happen to it and what still happens to it is fine um but I wasn't aware of any GDPR until it got talked about in the business group I was in yeah. um but actually it turns out what I'm doing is fine because that's that form gets locked away in a secure yeah. filing cabinet in my office and nobody else has access to it from that point on for the year. And then it gets commercially shredded and then we start again the next year. Yeah. So, and you see, sorry to interrupt you, Steph, okay. but on that point of locking it up and mm -hmm. nobody has access, it, access to it except for you. Yes. Why particularly is that besides the fact that they're children? Well, and despite the, well, because of GDPR regulations, so nobody, I don't want anyone in the nursery having access to it. Yeah. I don't want any of my staff. They they will know that the information that's relevant to them, yeah. uh, as in a medical situation or an a allergy yeah. or something going on with the child. But apart from that, they don't need any of that information. It's only me that needs it. We retain those records for either contacting the parent directly, yeah. chasing payment. 
um, or dealing with a situation within the crash like a child protection issue. So nobody needs access to it, just me. And that's fantastic because you see like we as data protection professionals, business owners, you know, helpers, whatever you want to call us, we would be throwing out terms like data minimization, you know, sort of need to know access security measures. And I think our terminology really scares people away a lot of the time, yes. where if you're just sitting having a cup of coffee, which I mean, full disclosure, we've done plenty of times, you know, and talked about this kind of thing, you're saying it in your way and I'm saying it in my way and we find some middle ground mm. you know where immediately I would say your hard copies contain special categories of data medical related information and, and that's kind of on a need-to-know basis and you're um, instituting appropriate security measures over that yes you know I, I think when I yeah. when I would have heard your terminology right at, at the beginning when GDPR became uh, you know relevant in the press yeah. Um, I would have thought, oh, that doesn't apply to me, yeah. Um, yeah. particularly because I was holding a hard copy. I didn't think yeah. that applied yeah. to me. Yeah. And actually, it made us change the way we do the registrations at camp because yeah. we would have had that information openly on, on the table where people yes. were standing in. Yeah. They would have been able to see everybody else's information. Yeah. So now, you know, we have a tick off system where we have that information and they're just yeah. signing to say that they're yeah. there, they can't see anyone else's information. Yeah. And then again, that gets, you know, once the girls that are running the camp know exactly who you know, what's going on with who, if there's any different needs that need looking after, yeah. that information gets removed from the building. Yeah. And, and honestly, Steph, this is like a professional opinion. I think that you found a fantastic balance between not burdening your employees and um, the people who work for you in various different um, roles. Yes. You're not overburdening them with compliance requirements, but you're meeting your obligations under the law, which is a, a huge message to send out to people because people say it's just too much or it takes up too much time or it's going to disturb our processes and our flows too much. There is definitely a way that everybody can embed these good practices into their businesses and that's what it's, we're trying to show people. It's just an assessment really of what's what you're doing and what needs changing yeah. and um, I feel very secure now a lot of our clients would be crashes so if they yeah. got audited and they needed to know well hang on you're, we outsource this to you where does this yeah. information go I can say with confidence it's stored away securely nobody has access to it the girls have the pieces of information that they need and that's yeah. it. Yeah. So we're safe in the knowledge that we're doing the right thing for our clients as well. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, it's you You have an interesting supply chain yeah. there because um, I think it gets slightly complex at times. We won't go into specific details about here's the data processor, here's the data controller, you know, are you joint controllers of information? Yeah. So at times it does require a bit of strategic thinking before you put your compliance into action. but. You know, it's it's manageable, and as you say, it's that peace of mind and and knowing exactly where data is, who's seeing it, what's happening to it, and being able to answer the questions. I think a lot of people battle to answer those questions. You've made a big change recently, um, and I'm just going to throw this kind of at you very briefly. You, or you are making a big change to um, more digital-based processes rather than paper-based processes. Yes. Would data protection have had, um, a, you know, sort of a doing for that change? Or is that more a business-based decision where the compliance has kind of come into the decision-making? 
Um, it's a little bit of both. As we grow, um, I realise, you know, the further away crushes are from where we're based, that maybe I'm not going to be able to physically handle every piece of paper that gets filled yeah. out. So yeah. I wanted to find um, a company that could, I could outsource that to, but that it would it would look the same. So it's mm -hmm. just people going online, our parents, our crushes going online, making a booking, making an enrolment um, and, and processing payment. But it's all it all looks like it's going through ours. So the company we chose is Class for Kids. They're based in Scotland. Um, one of the first questions I asked was, where is that all the data held? You see, there um, we go. Yeah. It's in Ireland, and uh, I was trying to find out exactly what the data processing agreement would be between us, because obviously then we're in entering into a joint data processing agreement and making sure that their privacy policy, their GDPR compliance, because obviously we're now handling those those uh, areas of uh, enrollment and payment and all the yeah. things that we still want to keep private, um, they're, they're handling that with me now. Yeah, yeah. And you see stuff again, like it's what I said to you about the language that we both use. I would throw big terms out and I know some of my colleagues would throw big terms out and we kind of lose touch a little bit with the very practical way that you're handling it. So, um, And sometimes that just involves us as your clients yeah. being brave and saying, sorry, I don't understand that. What does it mean? It's a new language for us. It's yeah. a, a completely new field that we have to look after. And I think sometimes it's just being brave enough to say, sorry, I don't understand what you mean by that. Can you explain it to me? And you're very good at kind of breaking it down and saying, Thank well, you. yeah. you're doing this, you're breaking this down, you know, you're entering this relationship. Yeah. I'm going to break that down. That means they're now jointly responsible yeah. for that process with you. So yeah. you check this, that and the other. And that's yeah. you know, it just involves conversation sometimes. Exactly. Just talking about it um, and talking about talking about um, issues is a great way of troubleshooting, actually. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you could give a piece of advice to a potential client of yours or somebody who's similar to you in business, um, because we would also be big proponents of helping people who are similar to us in business. You know, we don't kind of keep knowledge to ourselves. Yes. You know, just basically on that, that small point of assessing your suppliers, because you're putting a lot of trust um, onto them to look after your information, your client's information, your children's information in a way that would meet your expectations. So three points, five points, short points on how to assess a supplier? I, well, I would first of all think, you know, GDPR sounds a big scary thing and sometimes you can put it on the long finger or think that yeah. doesn't apply to me. I definitely think now is the time to have the conversation because you don't want to be having it when you're audited. Yeah. Um, you don't want somebody picking up the phone saying, what is your process? What are you doing with this information? You don't have a clue. So just start. Um, just take the first step and have a look. Where are you holding all this information? If you're you looking to outsource it like we did, then having those conversations. Where are they holding the data? Um, who's accessing that data? Where is that written down? What's in their privacy policy? What's yeah. in the even the GDPR compliance and the cookie yeah, yeah. that we do? You know that we now approve cookies and things like that. All of that needs looking at. Yeah. So either you're doing it for yourself or you're looking at the company that's doing it for you and making sure that they're compliant and just not putting off. Some of these things sound like big, scary things, 
um, and that's going to be complicated, that's going to be expensive, but actually when you look into it, it's not at all. And I think, you know, it's peace of mind knowing that you can say to your clients, your customers, and for us, our parents, that, that information is safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I want to say one more thing about you, Steph, if you don't mind, and we can cut it out if you don't like it, but I think you will like it. You wrote most of your policies yourself. Did you I not? did, yes. Yeah. I did a lot of reading yeah. and just putting it into language that I know. Precisely. I can read. I can understand. Exactly. I know what that means. I know how to opt out of things if yeah. I don't want to use. So yeah. you can do you can do that yourself. And or that's so you, important. Yeah. It's so it's copy, so important to write it that way. To say that yeah. that you can cut, you know, read somebody else's maybe exactly. in a similar industry to you and steal the bits that you like or just reword them slightly. Yeah, yeah. As you said, you know, we all have to end up compliant, so we may as well have a look at that and uh, use it. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No. And some people would say it's plagiarism, like maybe technically it is whatever. But I look at it and say it's kind of like industry best practice. And if you're assessing who who is doing things in a space similar to you and you go and you look to see what their practices are you might find you're you're further ahead on the journey than yes. they are yeah. or they are further ahead on the journey than you are and it's actually it makes everybody better if we are assessing each other and benchmarking against our requirements under the law and seeing okay are we meeting it are we meeting it and and rewriting those policies as we go along Absolutely. i particularly like your policies because they are written in your voice and they're written in a way that your people can understand them. And yeah. that's so, so important because that's one of the actual requirements is that we write in plain language yes. for the audience. So when you're writing for parents or when you're writing for children, particularly, um, you know, you shouldn't ask somebody like me to write it because I can't <laughs> write. I, I actually am incapable of writing in a way that a child will understand. Yeah, so I have I have. Yeah, I have a person that I put that through as a filter, you know, who can write that way. So, yeah, I just I wanted to bring that up because people think that they must hire somebody from the outside to write their policies. No, no sometimes I think that doesn't not. work for you because if you want if you want to understand it yourself and you want your exactly. customers to understand it, it has to be in a language that everybody understands. So, you know exactly what you're explaining to the parents. Yes and ex yeah. exactly for our staff even this exactly, is yeah. this is what's happening this is why we can't do this anymore or this is why we have to change this yeah 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 um okay so if you gave one piece of advice to a client of yours but we we kind of discussed that but you can say if you want to do another one like if a, a nursery or a crash was looking to get you know a kids class provider in what would one piece of advice be to them? I would definitely be checking that they're um, fully insured, first of all, yeah. <laughs> to be making sure that all that information is GDPR compliant yeah. and that their data processing room, where are they holding children's information? At the end of the day, particularly for a crash, if you're outsourcing um, a program of some description, you want to know that all your children's information is being held safely. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, the last thing anybody wants to deal with is um, a data breach or an incident. Um, you know, I can't say that I've dealt with too many access requests in your space, you know, yes. uh, because your space is very lovely. So we don't have too many angry people coming along. But, you know, there's, there's obviously like the small things that can slip through the cracks like uh, you know a newsletter or marketing going out to somebody mm. that hasn't opted in you yeah. know so there might be a bit of smoothing out there that happens um 
Or as you pointed out once to me, collecting information that you don't need. Exactly. And, you know, sometimes yeah. we automatically put these forms, be, be them online or paper, and you're asked their name, their address, their date of birth, this, that, and the other. And then you, you pointed out to me why, why are you needing this information? And you're suddenly going, oh, maybe we don't. I don't need to know their address. You know, it, it's just small little details like that. Make sure that you're collecting the information that you you need to do the job that you want yeah, to do. Absolutely. So that's like an audit of your forms and processes, <laughs> just going yeah. in and asking why, 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 what, what do we do with this? What do we yeah, do with this? Why do we need it? What are we doing with it? And, you know, it might be that you come down at the end of that process and say, yeah, we need all that information. But for me, I suddenly realized I was collecting a whole load of data that I didn't need. So we completely changed our forms and just collected the data that we needed. Yeah. Yeah, and your website is lovely. I still, I still really love it. It's easy for people to understand, and the links are all there in the correct place. You can, yep. um, you know, manage your cookie preferences. You can see the policies. You can get in touch easily. So, yep. you know, like I think the point really is, Steph, and I really would like to say it again, is that the compliance is not onerous. It's, it's, it might feel difficult, but it isn't. It's, no, it's, it's, it's just clear, clear communication. I think is yeah. the key clear communication with whatever your customer or client is you need to communicate clearly just what you're doing with their information and where it's being held yeah thank you so much no do you want to say anything else no no this was fun okay Okay. yeah no it's gdpr is fun let's not go that far (laughs) okay no we won't go that far We hope you enjoyed that episode of the GDPR series. If you do, please subscribe, find us on social media. We love to have a chat.